Daily Dubs. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Daily Dubs Podcast, the best Christian talk podcast on podcast airwaves. We are your hosts, Pastors Lem and Liz, and it's December 1st. That's right. Welcome to December, everybody. Welcome. That means 24 more days until Christmas. The countdown has begun. It is really going by quick. Wow. December 1st. But hey, that's the way time should fly, you know, should fly quickly. So yes, hey, rate, review, subscribe. Thank you for listening and share this with somebody that needs to hear it. Hopefully you listened to yesterday's uh, podcast, which was entitled The Devil Has Nothing to Offer, all caps nothing, because he has nothing to offer. Today we're going to sort of like piggyback on that whole thing about the devil having nothing to offer. But First, what are you excited for this December? Tell me, baby. What are you excited for? I'm excited to discover new places for my kids to go, make new traditions, new things for them to see. And I'm also excited for a heavy snowfall. Mm. I feel like we only had one last year, and we only got out and sledded just one time. And I need more times this season. Is it sledded or sled? Um, I don't know. Slade? Slade it. Slided. I don't know. Mm. But we sled once last year. Nice. And I would like to do that. More this year. Nice. Put it in the comments. What is your favorite Christmas tradition? I would say I have a couple. Man, I love that place up in uh, Butler County, Shadrachs. Shadrachs Mm -hmm. is dope. Shadrachs, if you have not been to Shadrachs Christmas Festival of Lights up in Butler County, it's at the Butler County Fairgrounds. Go up there, check it out. They run these lights that are synced to music. And it is a very nice experience. Yes, our kids love it. Yeah, you got to be ready to sit in line for a little, though, if you get there late, because a lot of people go out. Yeah. So make sure you've got some food and some snacks in the car, which you make sure everybody is going to the restroom before you get in line, yes. because you might be in line for a minute. Also, I'd say uh, Christmas movies. We like a lot of different Christmas movies. I feel like our Christmas movie taste might be different than other people's, but... It's it's fun nonetheless. I also really look forward to our church's Christmas Eve service. Yeah, I do too. It yeah. is spectacular every year. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Oh yeah, we remember that year they had camels. We had camels and stuff. And yeah, like, that was the year I almost cried. It was bad. Why did you almost cry? I was just moved by Mary holding oh my Joseph in the nativity scene. It was crazy. I was like, "Don't cry, Liz. Hold okay. it together." That was also the year that the angel that was dancing was your pregnant friend. Yes. Yep. And she did phenomenal. She also almost moved moved me to tears. Yeah. Hey, so. she had the baby shortly thereafter. So I think if you are late in your uh, <laughs> in your term trying to have your baby, just do a little interpretive dance for a couple of days, yes. and it should help out. You know, I think it helped her out. But okay, so let's jump into today we are talking about the ransom that christ has paid for your freedom the bible says in timothy first timothy 2 16 i'm gonna read it real quick first timothy 2 16 it says we're gonna start with verse no uh 2 16 wow i messed that up completely first timothy 2 6 Yes. But we're actually going to read 1 Timothy 2, 5 first, where it says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Jesus Christ, 6, who gave himself a ransom for all. 
Christ gave himself as a ransom. Explain ransom. What do, what do you think of when you hear the word ransom? It's a payment. A payment. A payment for somebody who's being held captive. Yes. You know, it's like a payment to get somebody who's been held captive by maybe a kidnapper. Yes. Maybe they're in jail. It's you know, like ransom is bail. always a payment for restoration. Because right. if you lose something and it's being held away from you or in collateral for this ransom, you get restored to the thing that you wanted with this payment. Right, right. Ransom isn't like a, uh, it's not a purchase. It's of not something a purchase. New. It's a restoration. It's something right. you're gaining back. Exactly. It's to get something that was yours back to you. That's yeah. a great definition. Yeah. So Christ paid the ransom for us once and for all. And we want to talk about the lies of the enemy specifically, because if we are not hip to the fact that we were only held ransom by sin through the lies and deception of the devil, then ransom and freedom becomes way harder than it needs to be for us. You know what I mean? We look at it like a, a very, 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 very big deal when really when Christ paid the ransom for our freedom, he paid the ransom to get us free from sin and also so that we would have power over all the things that made us captive to it. Yeah. You know, so it's not just, hey, he set us free. It's he set us free and now we're empowered over our would-be captors. Not only that, but like I think we can even just stay in the fact that it takes love to pay ransom mm -hmm. because you actually deeply desire to be reconciled with the thing that you've lost. Right. Because you could be kidnapped and there would be a ransom for you. And if that person doesn't want you back, they don't have to pay it. They don't have to pay it, let alone with their life. Exactly. Because he so, paid the ransom with his life. I feel like one of the the main lies that the enemy starts you off with is that God doesn't know who you are. Mm -hmm. He you know, doesn't love you, couldn't possibly love you, mm -hmm. that he's going to somehow embark in a relationship with you where he might love you once you give your life to Christ. But ransom means he already knew you. He already wanted He already back. knew you and he already loved you. Yep. And the ransom is just restoring you back to him. Exactly. You you don't start from, we don't know each other. He has no idea who I am. I'm going to have to tell him all the bad things I've done up until now. And, and, you know, that's not the way that it works. He's known you and he's loved you. Yeah, no matter, even if we d didn't know that he loved us. You know, the Bible says, for the Son of Man, he came to seek and to save. He came to find us and to save us. It's like his precious creation was being held captive by sin. And because we were held captive by sin and being held captive by darkness, we weren't able to be with him. And it moved him so much that he came and he was like, what's the price, do I, what's the price I have to pay to get them back? Yeah. And the answer was his life. And he freely he happily paid he willingly did it willingly did it so for anybody to think christ doesn't love me for anybody to think god doesn't know who i am would somebody pay for you with their life if they didn't love you and know who you are that's right absolutely not good bad and ugly he knows you he knows you and he paid the ransom it says for all that's the thing i love i love man i love when we read verses and it doesn't limit it to those who believe. You yeah. know, the ransom isn't just for me and you as Christians or you as a Christian listening. The ransom is for the world. John 3.16, he came and he gave his life so that whoever believes didn't have to perish. But who did he come and give his life for? He so loved the world, all of us in it. That's so that right. means that everybody who doesn't accept the payment that Christ died to give, 
is just leaving that ransom on the table. Yeah. You know, they're refusing the ransom. You're choosing to stay with your captor. Right, right. Even Away from the one who loves you. Who has no power because the ransom is paid. And the debt that we owed, because we did owe a debt. You know, the Bible says for the wages of sin are death. So we owed a debt. We were deserving of death. We were rightfully held captive. But Jesus paid that so now we can be free and live with him. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done in life, no matter your past or anything like that. He did it for you and he did it for all of us so that we could be free. Yes. And that's the truth. And not just free. We're talking about free. It's, it's not just free, but free indeed. As yes. in everything that kept us captive is no longer more powerful than us. Like we're, we are free from everything that could possibly even make us captive again. You know, it's not like a, hey, I'm going to get you out of jail. But if things don't go right, you know, things might take you captive once again. Or, yeah. you know, you might not have enough power. This is a ransom for right now. No, it's a ransom that is paid forever. Your debt is paid for eternity yeah. with Christ. I mean, you would literally have to walk back into the jail cell and shut the gate on yourself. Yep, yep. And it, if we were to do that, it's your decision. It's your choice and your decision. You're so free, you can choose to stay bound. Yep, and nothing can bind you except yourself. Exactly. You're the only one that can say, I know the ransom has been paid, I hear what you're saying, but I'm choosing captivity over freedom. Yeah, and that's I mean that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people and it I think is. that's why we have so many doctrines and 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 strange traditions that that blame exterior forces on right. why you're still bound. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Whom the sun sets free is actually free indeed. Free so therefore, indeed. if you are still finding yourself bound, it is by choice. It is by choice. It's by choice or lack of wisdom. Yes, lack, lack of, of understanding. Lack of knowing the truth because the Bible says in John 8, 32, it says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Yes. And it's the same freedom, like who the sun sets free is free indeed. If you take those two verses, whom the sun sets free is free indeed, and you shall know the truth who is the sun and he shall make you free. You stand on those and you know there's nothing else that can hold me bound then. Yes, but you have to look into what your freedom means and what co what are the things that come with, you know, what are, what are the rights and what are, what are the things that come with your freedom? You know, I remember when I became a U.S. citizen, it wasn't just, you know, me taking an oath and saying I'm an American now. I found out what that means. Like, mm -hmm. what does that mean? I have to, I can have an American passport now wherever I go. I'm recognized as an American citizen. Right. That comes with benefits. That comes with rights. If I get stuck in another country, America will come for me. Right. I can take refuge in an American embassy. Absolutely. You know, I, I have the right to vote. I mm -hmm. have the right to, to have everything that a, a natural born U.S. American has. Yes. But I had to look into it. I, yes. I couldn't just sit around and be like, well, I, I don't know what it means. I'm American, but exactly. I can't vote in this election or yeah. I can't apply for a passport. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Because if you, what does it say? If you don't, if you have nothing to stand on, or if you don't stand for anything, you'll fall for everything. everything. You know, so knowing that, knowing those truths about our new reality is what keeps us in that reality. Because we know the truth and the truth makes us free. That means every lie that would bring us back into captivity. Imagine somebody telling you, like you just said, a, new, uh, a U.S. citizen. Imagine someone telling you that you couldn't vote. And you not knowing that that was an absolute lie. You could have possibly not voted. Well, I mean, in all reality, to my my nation, my previous nationality is actually a really good example because Venezuela will actually only accept you going back into the country if you're a born Venezuelan as a Venezuelan and will not recognize your U.S. citizenship mm -hmm. only because they want you to forfeit the benefits and the rights that come with it. Right. They don't want you in their country right. as a U.S. 
U.S. citizen. Mm-hmm. So they're like, hey, why don't you just step back into who you used to be for a second, mm-hmm. and then we can allow you into the country. Exactly. And that's what the enemy tells you all the time. Yep. It's like, hey, just take that off for a little bit mm-hmm. and just come back and be who you used to be. Remember? You're, that's familiar. Right. It's nostalgic. Don't right. you want this? Right. And you're like, no, I can't give up the rights I've gained. I can't give them up because those were it's actually- who I am now. The, the things that I used to be, they're no longer who I am. Yeah. You know, I know the truth about my identity. I know the truth about who Christ says I am. I know the truth about the power that has set me free from every evil work and every evil instinct that I used to have. I know that I have access to the divine nature, like the Bible says. Like, God's nature is my nature now if I let it be. Not only that, but like, I love God so much that I just remember what he did on the cross for me. And it just, I'm, I'm just like, okay, it slaps me silly. And I'm like, okay, I need to focus again. It's like how people say, oh, how dare you not vote? Don't you know you're, you're standing on like so many people who died and suffered for you to vote as a woman? And I'm like, wow, you say that with such passion and you, you're an advocate for voting. But when it comes to recognizing the sacrifice that God did for you, you're just like, yeah, it's, I mean, that's cool. Yeah. I'll pick it up again tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I'm like, no, it was a big deal. It's an absolutely <laughs> big deal. It's the biggest deal that there is because we were held captive by an enemy that if Christ had not set us free, we would still be captive to that enemy. Yeah. If he never gave his life and paid the ransom, we would still be hopeless and we would still be people far from God. But that's not our situation. But I like what you said. It takes knowing and it takes walking in that truth and putting that truth into action. James Two, where is it? 216. This is the 216 that I was looking for. Actually, no, messed it up again. This is James 218. So James 218 says, But someone will say, You have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. 19. You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you not know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? So knowing the truth. And being set free from the lie is one thing. Yeah. But then appropriating that truth is a completely different thing. And I think that's something important for people to know, that once we are set free from the lies, once we're set free and set free from sin, that's one thing. You know, we've been released from prison. We're no longer, like uh, Colossians says, you know, we're no longer in the kingdom of darkness. But now we also have power And we're able to exercise that power from the truth to keep ourselves in that freedom. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, and it takes knowledge. I mean, when you're when you're sitting in a church service and you hear the gospel of Jesus Christ presented and you have this burning desire in your heart where you're like, I really want to change. I want what they're saying. I need that. That's a great, you know, hope. And you walk up to the front, you give your life to Christ and you go back. That moment you're set free. Yeah. However, you, you leave and you wake up the next day at your house and this is where now you have to become that freedom that you've attained. You have to start making that your reality exactly. because you could choose to say, okay, what happened yesterday? Was that a dream? Right. I'm going to go back to being who I was mm-hmm. or nothing's changed. I'm still the same girl. I still think the same way and just leave it at that. But if you're like, okay, I made a decision yesterday. What does this mean for me? I'm going right. to crack open the Bible and ask God, what what comes with this new life? How do I do this? Right. Then you appropriate that thing that you've received. Right. And I, I think the another important point is that, just like you're saying, appropriating the truth that you've received and the freedom that you've received, a lot of times, just because we don't fully understand it doesn't mean that the opposite is now true again. You know, we yeah. may not understand how we have 
victory over sickness, over disease. We may not understand how we now have access to God's nature and abundance, but just because we don't understand it doesn't mean that we don't have it. Just because somebody becomes an American citizen and doesn't register to vote or doesn't know how to register to vote or where to vote doesn't mean they don't have the right to vote, you know, doesn't mean that they don't have these abilities. So our lack of understanding and our lack of knowledge in the in the new reality that we have, the freedom that Christ has given us doesn't mean that we don't have it. But the place we can't allow ourselves to get is just like we read in James. We can't just say I've been made free and leave it at that. Yeah. I've been made free. I know I'm free. I don't need to find out about my freedom. No, you need to know the difference. Remember that story you told me about the counterfeiters, how the counterfeiters, their whole time is spent just learning what the original and what, what the, the real thing looks like, feels like, do. smells like. They don't need to know they don't what the counterfeits about the fakes, look like. No. They just look what they, they know what the real is. They study so the well real. They study the real. They can instantly pick out the fakes. Yeah. So when they see something that doesn't line up with what they've been obsessing with, they now know this is not my this, isn't this is real. this isn't real. This isn't the truth. No. And that's the same thing for us, you know. Christ set us free from the lie so that we can now obsess over the truth. And we can yeah. now dedicate ourselves to the truth so much that every time a lie represents itself, we know, no, this is a lie. Yeah. And I'm not going to fall for that again because I know the truth so well. Oh, and one of the traps that I hate so much is Christians who get you know, lost in the why. Mm-hmm. But why? But why this, Pastor Liz? And why did that happen? And why didn't God stop this? And why that? And why is... Listen, you will get so wrapped up in the lies and trying to explain away the lies that you will never focus on what is actually true. Yeah. Like there's power in truth. Why don't you focus on Mm -hmm. figuring out what the truth is about who you are? Exactly. And then the rest of it will fall into place because you will be put together. Yep. That's it. If we just focus on God, if we let him be our focus and our priority because he is the truth. So if we focus on truth, which we now have the ability to do. Listen, when Christ set us free from the bondage of sin, that's so pivotal. And it's such a big deal because people who haven't been set free, like we just said, Christ died as a ransom for all. Those who haven't accepted the ransom, they cannot escape without accepting the ransom. You know, they're prisoners until they appropriate the actual ransom that was paid for them. So no matter what they do, they're never going to understand the truth. They're never going to come out of the lie because there's only one way to come out of that captivity. There's only one way to be free, and that's Christ. Like we just read, he is the mediator, only Christ. He's the only way. He's the only truth. He's and, the only and life. you don't have to worry about figuring everything out because the Bible actually says that when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into right. all truth. Yep. So you don't have to worry about the why. You focus on the one that's guiding you, Mm -hmm. and he actually will explain everything to you because, you know, God doesn't want you to walk around just like, hey, trust me, don't worry, or just because I said so. Like, he wants you to see it. He wants you to understand it. He wants you to have a deep revelation. He has mysteries that he wants you to see. Oh, yeah. But he wants you to seek him because he's the one that's guiding you through them all. Exactly. Exactly. It's not just you out here trying to figure it out on your own. Right. Right. And that's what we have to understand. We need to know that God wants you to know the truth, man. He wants you to walk in that truth. He wants you to be able to be wise and to know exactly what it is that he has for you. But you have to seek it 
out. You have to know that anything outside of God is not the truth for your life. He died. He rose again. He paid the ransom for you to be set free from the lie. It's actually like we say it a lot. It's it's not surprising. A lot of times people look and they, they turn a nose to the world and to sinners and they're like, how could they do that? Or how could <laughs> they be like that? It's actually more natural. It's completely natural for them to do what they're doing. It's unnatural for you who's been set free by the ransom of Christ's life to do what they're doing. Yeah. You know, So ask yourself, don't look at sinners and say, I can't believe that person is still bound and they won't believe the truth and they're still believing these lies. No, check yourself. We need to look at ourselves and say, Lord, am I believing anything that's not true for my life? You paid a ransom and I have accepted a ransom. Am I still being a prisoner to anything that you already paid the price for me to be free from. And it should compel you to tell others about that truth because you were once also bound. Like, have you forgotten that you yourself once bought the same exact lies? Mm -hmm. And if it bothers you that much to see people living in in the lie, it should compel you to tell them the truth. Yeah. To share the the gospel. And that's the only way they'll be free. The only way. They won't be free by self-help books. They won't be free by good counseling. They'll only be free... By and believe Christ. me, I have seen that you could spend your entire life giving people psychological, philosophical advice, and it does nothing. Nothing. It pacifies things for a minute, but it doesn't fix the deep-rooted issues of their hearts. Yep. Only the Word of God can go that deep. Exactly. Exactly. There's only one truth, man, and that's Jesus. Listen, walk in the truth today. Walk in God's truth for your life. Don't be a prisoner to the lies of the enemy because Christ has died. He's paid the price. He's ransomed you with his own life. He loves you that much. No matter what you think about yourself, no matter what you thought your entire life about yourself, just know that God loves you so much. He came and died so that you could know just how much he loves you. So we hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Listen, Stay on guard for the next one. Every day we release these things. Go back, listen to the other ones. We say it all the time, but for real, go back, listen to the other episodes. Stay connected with what God is giving. And don't just listen because I'm telling you to. Listen because you want to know more about God. Have a hungry heart. Those who hunger and thirst after righteousness will be filled. So that's a wrap for today's episode of the Daily Dubs podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much. Share this with somebody that needs to hear it and never forget God loves you. So do we. Peace. Daily Dubs.